And now, the bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Still didn't get that fucking mic hooked up, DeRosa. I worked on it for five fucking hours last night. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm lucky I still have an iPad to look into. I almost oh. smashed this fucking thing into pieces. But <laughs> uh, courtesy of Gas Digital, I have a mic in the mail coming to me, and I'm going to order the hub thing for today. And that should be good. Yeah, yeah, we, we, I was uh, I was I was on some tests earlier with Joe. Jacob, what are you doing? You icing your neck? You all sore from sucking dudes off on your OnlyFans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is another stranger I met at a truck stop. Yeah. Wait, by the way, DJ Lou is just put together now at all times. The hat just seems like he's he came in from outside. It was doing stuff and then just sat down. Yeah, you were running a three card Monty game at the park and then decided to come back in for the show. I'm a big Everlast fan. He wears these hats. That's right, Everlast. Do you think if those we ever have him back in? Do you think if we ever have him back in studio, you guys will start barking at each other because you're both wearing those hats? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this right now. You bark at Everlast, I'll come through the screen and slap your fucking face. You don't bark at Everlast. <laughs> big Everlast fans here. Big Everlast fans here. Huge. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah it's barking. That's this DJ Lou's working. <laughs> Yeah, DJ Lou, by the way, has got his setup uh, getting better and better, so we got some drops now, which is nice. He's regaining his powers. I notice every single day that behind Christine is the poster that uh, our buddy Wayne framed for me from when I opened for Corn. Yeah. And it's still so funny. You see Corn real big. You even see Two Cents real big. And you couldn't possibly see my little name written in cursive below it. How, what was the biggest, was it like a drop from like this to this? Is, are you like barely on there? So small. So small. It's written so I have, thin. I've slept in that room upon visiting New York, Jay. Yeah. And I mean, it was probably weeks of visits before I even knew your name was on it. I thought you yeah. just had a giant corn poster framed. I swear to God, <laughs> Joe, I thought it was the same thing. Christian, you, you, you actually have to make, make it bigger or you still can't see it. Wow, they really they did like they wears Waldo to you. Black Lou's his eyeballs are touching his camera. <laughs> Jacob has to put his readers on. <laughs> Jacob, stop squinting your eyes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> readers. God of war. <laughs> you know it's funny when we were in Vegas at the Palms, uh there you go. Yeah. When we were in Vegas at the Palms, they put that poster in digital format, like up on the either the outside screen. So you know we're going through. I was with the Two Cents guys, and they were like, "Whoa!" Like they were having such a good, awesome moment of like seeing their name in lights in Vegas. But it was a picture of the poster digital. But because it's digital and my thing's written in cursive, so thin, it just looked like blur. Oh, it just pixelated it. It pixelated completely my name, so it was nothing. So it looked like uh, corn, two cent, and then a name that they made a mistake and had to white out. Yeah, two cents and... Yeah, they gave you that little chass font, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we have a poster in the living room that your name's huge on. That's my show. <laughs> oh, my God. The, dude, uh, you have, I'll tell you what one hurts, Jay. It hurts me every time I'm at your place. You got a thing... A framed little poster over your fridge of a show that we did for CMJ Journal, College Music Journal, uh, 10 years ago. And the, it's the lineup is listed, and every person on that lineup has 
run fire laps around me in this business. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that the one with Schumer, Jeselnik, Hannibal? I'm looking now. It's yeah, Schumer. Uh, uh, Kroll. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Kroll. It's Schumer, Jeselnik, me. Uh, oh, man, I can't see that person. Uh, Hannibal Burris, though, I see. Bo Burnham, who actually was not there that night. Oh, it's Bo Burnham. That's, who, that's, that's the one I can't see. Uh, Joe DeRosa. By- Joe DeRosa and Reggie Watts. Hosted oh. by Nick Kroll, was it not? Uh, no. No, no. I think it might have been hosted by Cypher Sounds, actually. That lineup is one where it's like, every. this is everyone with vacation homes and Joe DeRosa. Yeah, I have that. He, he, I, I have that, and I, ha, I have that, and a poster from that show Meltdown I did, because they always give you a cool poster when you did that show. But yeah, I was never cool enough to do Meltdown. You know, that's the thing. Every yeah. time I went to L.A., Emily was always like, sorry, we think Bobcat's going to do a puppet show tonight, so you can't run your cone in. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And then Ramon Rivas posted this dumbass thing on uh, Instagram where he was like, yeah, if you never did Meltdown, you were never a real comedian. It's the only time I like, I've, Shut up, Ramon. I've snapped back and I've gone, uh, shut the fuck up. And he was like, I mean it, bro. What? Yeah. What if you didn't go out to L.A.? In the few fucking the years, that, years that that thing happened, I don't know. Um, but here's the yeah, thing, but, also. Uh, but but uh, that meltdown show. All our, what's funny about that to me is we have a uh, a poster of it framed for some reason. Although I mean, I did well on the show against all odds. When I went in, that's what I told you. Kumail uh, treated me like he didn't know who I was at all. He's just like, huh? He's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I did him on the show. He's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry, man. He's I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, my bad. He goes, I'm you know, Kumail. It's like, are we shaking hands? You fuck face. Like, you were here in New York, you sucker. (laughs) L.A. always, L.A. fucking scrambles the brains. That's why I'm glad we got Joey Rose's back, because that fucking desert place will scramble your head. (laughs) You want your your, your confidence? Bring up his superhero body now and let me know. I'll beat his Indian face right into that fucking. Dude, (laughs) Kumail would work your ass now. He's got zero body. (laughs) Don't even say it for one second. Don't say that. Don't say that and tell me you believe it. Dude, dude. Kumail, Kumail would fucking powerbomb you through a table. Yeah, dude. Not a chance, so dude. strong. Ass, dude. No, not I'm a fucking chance, like that, dude. Uh, and then he'd give you an, and then he'd give you a woke talking point when you were through no, the table. Dude. I'm gonna go fucking beast, uh, beast from the. I'm gonna Shyamalan split on your fucking ass. Dude. I crawl the wall and fucking <laughs> shit up. Yes, yes. The power, yeah. the power is in me. I always just think it's a real, it's real dangerous territory being a comedian that gets all super muscly. Joe Piscopo was the fucking first one we saw do that, and it never works out. When you get all muscly as a comic, then you're like bits. What do your bits become? You're like, hey, what's the deal with creatine, huh? <laughs> Intercell- <laughs> intercellular hydration. I mean, what's that all about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that the abdomen has 10 muscles but you're really only allowed to see eight of them at a time no only, there's only one indian i've ever been afraid of and that's dalsam and he's not real well guess who trained kumail dalsam <laughs> kumail it's not so much that he has muscular arms kumail so he can throw them 70 yeah, yeah. yeah. dalsim brought together kumail brought together india and pakistan to kick the <laughs> shit out of jay okerson <laughs> I'd beat the shit out of Kumail. Let it be known. Yeah. Tell your friends. I don't know, dude. Anybody that has traps, I'm immediately afraid of because I feel like they can lift me over their head. No, it doesn't matter. Dude. I'm gonna see that little thing blinking right before he throws a shot above his head, above his eyebrows, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get out of the way. 
and then he yeah. comes around in a coin. Point, 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 point. Remember, you got to do block, 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 star punch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take him down like Don Fernando. <laughs> you guys, we should all just go and spend the next year getting super jacked, just getting out just of control. We just get yeah. yoked. Let's just get out of control as jacked as possible. I mean, that's. I don't give a shit. You'd crack your skull open, Jay. He would eat you like he would eat you like coconut meat. You just crack your head open and then just eat the insides. Because he has, in his, you think because like, he's uh, in shape that he's that he's like tough now. Is that what you're drawing the conclusion of? Yeah, I'm saying he's got be better Jay. cardio. If he survives the first couple punches of you, he's gonna win on on just. Sheer stamina. Let him, stamina. Let him dance around for a little bit. I'll sit on a stool and wait for him to get close to me. And I'll bite his fucking peck off. I'll fucking yeah. plop you down, Jay, like that dinner scene in Temple of Doom, and just take the top <laughs> of your head off yeah. those monkey brains. Yeah, I bet that chilled fat boy in, brains. Dude. And then any time you ever call him in your phone, you'll just be known as monkey brains. <laughs> the record, though, I beat the shit out of Camille. We're having a good time laughing around, but just know for a fact I'd beat the shit out of Camille. Christine, what do you think? Put him on the put him on the list of people that would work you. Chris Collinsworth. Well, <laughs> I want to I wanna see up. this street fight, dude. I want to see this fight. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. Book it. Up. Go to. Let's go to. Fight. I got to keep that fight in a phone booth, though. You know what I mean? I got to keep it. You got to be tight. That's what I'm saying. If he gets around, he can gas you. If I get, it doesn't matter. He's he's not going to be. I'm telling you. I get this guy on the ground, dude. He'll never stand back up. Never stand uh, up. Okay. I'm gonna ragdoll. God dude. damn, J- Jay! This is a replay of yesterday, dude. You're just running your fucking mouth again, man. Christine, <laughs> you're asking up. for trouble, son. dude. I'm waiting for DeRosa. I'm waiting for the phone call in the afternoon where Jay calls me. And he goes, dude, it's a can't miss business opportunity. It's a dude. can't miss. <laughs> All I need is ten thousand dollars. This thing is gonna go through the roof. And you go, dude, Butterbean. Butterbean used to knock out all kinds of jacked motherfuckers. He was a trained boxer. He was fatter than me. I'm you telling you. yourself to Butterbean. What do you mean? You're in you way better that? shape than that guy. Thank you. Well, not cardio-wise, probably, but... Um, <laughs> Butterbean Christine, would fuck your shit. Christine, bring up a video of fat guy knocking out a muscular guy. It happens all the time, Butterbean dude. Butterbean now could beat up our entire staff and Barosa. Now? Yeah. Old oh, Butterbean. He's pretty, he's pretty old now, man. But, but he, I, I'll tell you what, if he connects, you're not going to wake up for a little while. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, if he knocks you out, that's putting me on my heels, because now I'm worried. Butterbean has a much, much better, not even a better shot. I'd say a 99 point. I have the, I have the 0.1% puncher's chance of connecting on Butterbean somehow that does some sort of a damage. But he's got a, 90, a point percent chance of that. I'm telling you... Uh, Far more confident about fighting a Kumail than I would have been. Just because he has glamour muscles doesn't mean shit to me, Dan. He's got nerd rage, dude. He doesn't. Nerd he's rage. Been go- he's been coasted through this industry. I don't know if I ever saw him do stand-up comedy ever. Woo! DeRosa, you fast forward to us watching a snoring Jay on a street as Kumail puts his tank top back on, and we go, well, that's about how we thought it was going to end. I've never watched 
I've never watched uh I never watched uh Silicon Valley, but people loved it, so I'm not even saying that. I'm just I'm saying I just happened to have never really saw him do I competed against him in a storytelling thing, like a like a comedy storytelling thing once. That's it. Mail was friends with him and Emily were friends with Brian when I lived with Brian. So when I first mm-hmm. moved into the apartment, they were here and they left maybe in like two thousand ten and then I know he had meltdown and I know he did comedy through that, but he just became an actor. Like that that show was yeah. crazy. So this isn't even a dig on like fuck his comedy. I'm just saying like I barely ever saw him do comedy. He just became famous. I'm saying forget all of that. Let's just say he's a local uh, grocer. I'm telling you, Kumail, right now, I drop, dude. Okay, but I would say the difference in strength if he if he, if you take on like a local porter at a restaurant, that guy's got work strength. That guy's gonna Please. fuck your shit up. I'll tell you, right, I'll tell you flat out, he's not stronger than me. But not I'm saying guy. glam muscles. You have a point when you said glam muscles. I was like, nah, Jay's got a point. That could all be glam muscles, and Jay could just cut through with some mid-American corn, corn fructose syrup fucking punch. Fucking, look at these meat hooks, dude. Look at these. Yeah. Play this video scene of when a man knock, when a fat man knocks out bodybuilder. Yeah, I want to see this. Steve just played the end. No, no, no. I, it was right at the. Oh, that's David. Do you know who that is? That's uh, that's Ruiz who uh, who beat uh, Anthony Joshua. That's Andy. I thought I had it right there. Must have been the replay. Bad motherfucker. Just a schlub, dude. By the way, a bunch of schlub body boxers have been uh, have been very successful. But I'm saying he's the same guy that beat uh, Anthony Joshua in that undefeated British fighter, who's like built like an Adonis. Maybe that's the fight tape you go to, Jay. Yeah, glam muscles don't mean a lot of shit. I'm telling you, Kumail, no way he grew up. I, I bet he was one. Of, I bet when he had dork body, he used to be one of those guys that would talk about how much he couldn't fight and, and, and blah, blah, blah. By the way, I'm not saying I can uh, like, Didn't he grow up in I'm Pakistan not... like a war zone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Indian. He's not Indian? Pakistani. Is that not Indian? <laughs> it's neighbors. But it's above India. Still, all those guys like that have next it borders India, but you know, rivals. rivals. It, it's one of those places where they have hair down to their ass and they wrap it all up in a sheet on their head, right? Those are Sikhs. Oh, yeah. it reminds me like Turkish and Armenians are really close in culture, and there's a huge war, but cultural they're they're very similar because they're right next to each other. What is he, gas station or deli Indian? Goo goo. <laughs> <laughs> then he knocks you out. He stands over. He goes, "I'm Jim Pakistani." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll tell you the same. I'll tell you the same. Same thing I said to Christine off as soon as we ended the show uh, yesterday. In my challenges of her of agility, and the same thing I'll say is about Kumail. This is the beauty of of the fucking life and business that we've chosen. Is that same thing? All the shit I talk. If for whatever the reason life would funnel us down to the moment in time where I am gonna have an actual problem with Kumail. Or he has a problem with me, and we end up in a fist fight, and he beats the living shit out of me. It's, it's still that's actually funnier for the long for the long term. That's way funnier. I remember that when I went downstairs to when we we had uh, in Queens, we had these uh, Asian landlords who lived on the first floor. We were on the third floor, and they were terrible landlords. And when we had a problem, that's where you live, Joey. When you live, uh, mm-hmm. was that down the street from Nate? Yes, and. Uh, and we had a problem. They they did something. They fucked us on something. We were asking them to fix something, and they didn't, or they complained. But whatever it was, it, it was I was furious at this family for what they did. And the only one who spoke English and was uh, able to, to get anything was the son. And I think the son was frustrated with the having to be the translator for all of it. And whatever it was, he was shitty to Carla. 
ex-wife. He was shitty to her, but like real nasty. He said something, and I went down there, and I was I went down there with the thing. I was like, I'm gonna go fucking. When he opens his door, like if he doesn't apologize right away, which he did, I was like, I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of this kid. And I said this, the, the comedic mind always churning. As I got four steps of the twenty some steps it would be to go all the way downstairs. I had already started like c cracking a smile in my head. I go, I do realize the funniest thing is if Chris, if uh, if Carla has to come downstairs in 15 minutes and just sees me snoring with a bloody nose, and he's just sitting there, <laughs> he's just sitting there holding like Buddha beads and sitting Indian style. And he's like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. He came. My husband <laughs> is a very angry man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he thought it'd be so goddamn cool. funny. <laughs> I told him to cool out. <laughs> Jesus came at me all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> With with my eyes like half open, the the open eyes for got the straight arm. Should <laughs> yeah. yeah. that a in, big tree can fall with a sharp axe. In our world, getting dropped is just as fun is, is way more long term value than winning to yeah, winning dude, like I can't, yeah, dude. I can't be embarrassed falling down because if I fall down, it's just it's funny because it's the I look like the biggest asshole. Yeah, and you can tell everybody, and you go on stage, and you have some thing about falling. Like I slipped on yeah. the fucking subway stairs. Every time I do that, I come up laughing. Every time I, I fall down, I come up laughing. I have fallen down many times in the street publicly. Many times. Many times up the stairs in the subway. <laughs> yeah. Many times, just one time I was getting out of a cab to go meet Jane Christine at the stand. I just fell on my face, or the cab yeah. driver had to ask me if I was okay. I am shocked at how few people laugh at it. I, I fall down, I get up laughing. I stand up laughing like this is hilarious and nobody laughs. Nobody's looking you fall down drunk? Oh, yeah. What? what? I Dude, I have fallen down 14 times. stitches. Yeah, no, nothing like that. I've, I've like gone to sit down and miss the chair drunk a couple times in my life, but like, but like no, my fall downs are always dead sober. Just on a klutz. Like, just I'll fall forward going up. Drunk there. mistakes in general are the funniest day, and you have to have. So, I don't know. You were. Oh, oh do you really? My favorite. I said to, to go back. I wish I would have told this yesterday, but the the late, great uh, Vic Henley, who we just lost, one of my favorite drunk Vic Henley stories was because uh, Vic could drink. I used and to drink. Uh, when, I, when I first started working at the comic strip, I was drinking. It was when you got me on that show. With Patrice, Bobby, and the audition, and the audition, and then I started doing like sets every so often. But when I would go there, and Vic Henley would be there, we would drink Patron shots and beers. So you just have a beer, and then you go do a shot, and then I go outside and talk to Vic about you know Auburn football. Then we come back in and do another shot, and Rosa. <laughs> There's a great, great story yeah. of, of walking from. There's a great, great story of walking from the comic strip like late night after the shows on the weekend. Sometimes everybody would go up to uh, Ship of Fools, which was another bar. Yeah, I remember Ship of Fools up the block. And we were walking there, walking up to Ship of Fools. And uh, Vic, I forget if it was in the bar or outside of it, but he went up to this girl. He thought it was this girl named Maria who used to work there forever. She was like Scandinavian or something. But he went up behind this girl and grabbed like the hips or something and maybe even did like a little like, you know, like kiss on the back of the head it was, it was a very fr it was friendly gesture or whatever it was but it wasn't her at all and the girl turned and she had like a, excuse me what and he goes goes up oh, all right i did it i i kissed the wrong person i'm going home i blew it i'm too drunk and i just <laughs> just like so a, funny. a polite southern gentleman backing down he goes up oh, all right that's for sure i blew it i blew it i'm drunk i'm gonna go home now too much speaking, speaking of drunken southern mistakes one of my favorite moments ever was Nate decided to quit drinking beer. He thought beer was his problem. He's like, I can't drink beer. I can't drink beer. 
and he was hosting this show at Caroline's, and so he was getting <laughs> vodka sodas, and they were like feeding him vodka sodas, and it was a Tuesday night. <laughs> It's in the fucking bag and we're leaving and we're hammered and it was like nice it was like spring or summer and gary veter had a show at the irish exit on 52nd and second so we're like dude why don't we just walk across town we'll go from caroline's to the irish exit and nate is so hammered that he's walking in the front of the group and he's just like he starts having a conversation and it's these two older black women that are just walking on the sidewalk that have somehow timed out so nate's like a little ahead of them and Nate's like, anyways, I, mean, I don't know. And you just see that moment where Nate turns to him and he goes, oh, uh, you're, oh, I thought y'all were different people. And then he looks back <laughs> and the whole group is behind him. He's like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just one of those things. God damn, you are fucking hammered. You know, Nate's, you know, Nate's whacked when he does this. Nate does this when he's whacked. He'll start going. What's up? I'm not. I'm not feeling the love. I'm not. I'm not feeling the love. I'm not feeling the love. <laughs> what are you? Hey, we're just standing here, dude. But he all when he's drunk, he starts doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I don't have many drunk the, fuck up stories. Black. The last time I fell out was at the Fat Black. I was talking to Sherrod, and I just fucking, literally, like, just went fucking backwards <laughs> under the ground. <laughs> Liz, <laughs> Liz claimed that she pulled the tape up of it, but I, I've never seen it. Oh, dude, falling down unintentionally sober is just falling down is funny as shit. It's always funny as shit. I've had moments where I've been like running up the subway stairs and my foot slips on the stair and then both. But I had a coffee, so both my knees hit, but I saved the coffee. But then the coffee goes all over your arm. <sighs> yeah, that'll get you angry. That was one of my favorite all time. Are you in the middle of a story, Jeff? You're in the middle of it. I'm no, I was just saying the fat black fall was was a drunken fall. We were it was like three in the morning, and I just just lean, just trusted leaning back a little too much, and went right what down to the fucking ground, and just got up, and I was like, I gotta go, dude. But when I fell, Shirai goes, whoa, 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 dude. What is it about falling drunk <laughs> that you honestly, there's a part of your brain that feels like you can grab the air, like you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Oh god, I'm going down. Oh god, oh god, oh god, I'm falling. Dude, I You look like the guy falling in die hard. You're yeah. just like You go down with Dude. a Rickman? Yeah, an Alan, a nice Alan Rickman off the top of the Kyoto Towers or whatever they're called. <laughs> I remember the best fall and recovery I ever had drunk was like two thousand and ten or two thousand eleven, right when I got past the cellar and I was still drinking really hard. Really, really hard. And Artie Fuqua introduced me to these two Australian girls. And he's like, come on, man, we're going to go party. And I was like, ah, I got to do another step and I'll fucking meet up with you guys. And I go, and they're at their hotel. And everyone was at their hotel room, and they had a balcony. We were smoking cigarettes. And I put my cigarette out, and I was the only one on the balcony. And I came in, and they were doing shots in the kitchen, in, like, the whatever, like, where the... Um, the bar is the mini bar is and they're like does anybody want to do shots and i come in and i try to do like a fun jog like and there was just a, a glass table that cut me at the shin and i fucking ate God. it dude i ate it so hard but it's like hot girls so you have to get up and be like ah no i'm okay i was just rubbing my shin i was like yeah no dude i woke up the next day and it was just a fucking huge line across Dude, my, uh, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the fat man falls that are the absolute worst is playing sports. I remember many times playing basketball. You know, when I was younger, play basketball, there'd be fifty people there because waiting to play the next game and all that kind of shit. They were just packed uh, playgrounds, 
And dude, just that as a fat guy, when you just, you know, you have, it's happening. Like talk about something you could feel coming on while it's coming on is you're just, your fat body has gotten ahead of your legs yeah, and you can't get the body like back behind you. Talk. And you just like, and you, you take about three fucking deer leg steps of going like, no, nah, uh, it's going to happen in a second. I'm definitely going down. And then you gotta, like, and then you gotta, like roll and kind of get back up with your scrapes and be like, Oh, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. And you just, you know, <laughs> that you're like going to be all scraped up and shit. But I'm like, what? what do I mean, I tell always one of my favorite stories with him. I had to find it out retroactively when a guy uh, yelled out something at the comedy cellar. This was back in the days when there was just the one cellar location. Yeah. And a guy late night, late night yelled out. He's like, hey, Dave. And he's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, he's like, well, you don't remember me from the thing? And he, he said this thing in a tell. Told me later what the story was, like a, a hammer to tell. Not really his fault at all. Like a chick and him were like, you know, I think making out at one point maybe even or like, you know talking or whatever and she had a boyfriend the whole time was furious and there was like a whole fucking thing there was like a melee that had to you know but dave's not really a fight guy but like you know they they had to remove the guy and it was like a whole ordeal i think happened that night years before this night at the comedy cellar and then uh i just remember Adele's line was so great because the guy goes uh hey you don't remember me dave he goes the guy with the whole guitar thing and his girlfriend at the uh, fat black pussy cat or whatever it was, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, but you're hanging out with my girlfriend or something." He's like, "Yeah, how'd that work out?" And he's like, "I ain't with that bitch no more." And he goes, "Oh, okay, cool." And the crowd was just dead silent because no one's yeah. saying anything funny. And, and he, the tell just goes, "What? You guys never had a long-term enemy before?" <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So goddamn funny. <laughs> you guys have never had a long-term enemy before. <laughs> so goddamn funny. Back to falling. I, I was just thinking the only time falling is, uh, is ne- it, it's not funny publicly is when it's an old person because then everyone does the collective like, oh, there's some real damage. There might be some real damage. I, had, I was yeah. walking in Rhode Island one time when I was visiting my aunt, and this was, must have been like 12 years ago. And I just happened to see this woman who must have been 85 just face plant eat shit off of her front porch. <laughs> it was the a nightmare. <laughs> but the immediate reaction is fucking laughing. You're like, oh, shit. It's the only time in your life where you laugh and then you have to walk it back to serious. Immediately we go, oh, shit. And then you just go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Christine. Christine. I ran, Christine. Over, to go, I ran over to go help her and I found her daughter's number on the fridge and like called people for her. And her daughter's reaction was like, oh, Jesus. Like she was just irritated that she had to deal with it. So <laughs> she's like, my mom, my mom's half fainting goat. Yeah. All over if she's. How we never. Shit. How have we never thought to look up a video of just old people falling? I bet it is maybe the funniest video of all time. Whenever they post videos of like uh, old men fighting on World Star, yeah, the best. Old men fist fights. I fell at a black comedy show when me and Jay first started dating, and everybody called it out. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. Oh, how are you, hi. April Macy? Oh. Joining the show, April Macy, everybody. everybody. Everybody's hey in. Guys. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Just making a lot of banana breads. Just getting real fucking fat over here. <laughs> where you where you hold up at? Uh, Malibu. Nice. Well, that could oh, be worse. At least you can go outside. We're all stuck in New York, where we're not allowed to leave our little cages. You can take walks. 
I, I've, I've taken about two walks uh, on the outside world. I don't think I've left my house since, I would say, March 22nd, maybe. Okay. Yeah. It is so funny how they keep telling us you can go, you can go outside and get exercise, and that's just, I don't want to, so I'm like, that's crazy. That sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? Out there. There's, death and, there's death and chaos out there. You guys are just trying to thin the herd. Uh, well, it's good to see you, April. Great to see you. Oh, good to you. see you guys. I haven't seen you in forever. I know we haven't talked in so long. I we were we were just getting ready to see if uh, Christine was able to bring up videos of old people falling down. We're oh. trying to find <laughs> in the moment. We're trying to find out anything funnier in the world than old people falling. It's all it's oh. tragic well, and hilarious. It is the first two seconds of old people falling is always funny, followed by immediate oh shit, oh no, oh fucking no. <laughs> Although these times things are so different because uh, I'm a lady, a, a sweet older lady yesterday was walking home with groceries out front of my building and the bag broke and all of her vegetables and fruits went all over the place. And then I saw her painfully bending over to pick up all of her stuff. And as she would pick up one thing, another thing would fall. And I was just sitting there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I eventually had to say out loud, I go, I swear to you, if this was two months ago, I'd be right down there helping you. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. You got, you, I don't want to give you what I got. Yeah. Commentating like, ah, sweetie, you lost an orange. Ah, there goes a pear. No, 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 it's behind, the sour cream is behind you. It actually fell behind the tire. Behind the tire. Look behind yeah, the tire. There, there, there goes the lettuce. Lettuce is headed towards the playground. Get that. <laughs> Oh, without some things were going on their cars and shit, and I was like, "Oh, I, I would just, I would just leave that and start new, start fresh." <laughs> do you have a thing, Christine, of old people falling? I'm trying to find it. I do have a clumsy fat people falling. I'm trying oh, to get a good old people like falling compilation. Old people falling. No way. <laughs> <laughs> old people, old people falling has some skin in the game. Uh, if they blow a hip, that might be it for them. Clumsy, I feel like fat person falling. bones. Nobody needs a fall with. With old lady osteoporosis. Oh yeah, dude. If you're playing with, if you're playing that game with bird bones, you're gonna get one of them broken. Yeah. <laughs> they, they fall. They're so light, but they fall so hard. They do. You know why? They fall innocently, like a child does. Not to put up their arms. They just take the fall. As, as you get older, you lose density in everything. My grandmother. I'm pretty sure I could pick her up with a hand. Oh dear. Like a, new, like a new feels kitten. so powerful. Like a newborn kitten. Well, this old asshole's just asking for it. You're gonna jump on the fucking surfing and beast game. Yeah, this surf, <laughs> the thing that shoots the super wave at you. If you go on that over 65, you deserve to have your life changed. <laughs> Wait, is that? <laughs> yeah, was, that was the last time I was outside. Yeah, now, old people falling in a pool. Come on, we'll tweet this out at the bonfire. Is that an above ground pool? I feel like that must, is that an above ground? Yeah, yeah um, that was. This is going to go bad. She's heavy in the anchor. Boom. I mean, really, the assholes are the young people in every one of these videos that are encouraging me to do it. Come on, Nana. You can, come on, Nana. You can surf. 73. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come out of the crick. <laughs> So yeah, these problems. are all like old people falling in a pool. <laughs> I don't know. We'll tweet this out so you can see it. But up, oh, dip, 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 dip. <laughs> yeah, these are all the best. Uh, I'm gonna watch this for three hours tonight. Yeah, no way I'm not gonna. This is six minutes. I'm gonna break this thing down immediately after we get off air. Well, April, uh, we have uh, in the history of the bonfire uh, over the years, uh, you know, the owner of the late. Craig Glazer has became uh, a fascination of ours. We've uh, gone through. I, 
I mean, I, I've worked the club. Jay's worked the club. Uh, I've worked the club many times. In fact, last time I did it, and I'm glad because uh, it was before he passed away, but uh, I brought Christine with me, and she came. Of all cities to go to, Buffalo, it was, it was like Overland Park, Kansas or whatever. It's one of the uh, few random, like, middle America gigs she came to with me because it was like, you got to meet this guy. I, like had to, I had been hearing stories. <laughs> I've been working in comedy clubs since 2005. I've been hearing stories of Craig Glazer forever. And I like, I, I'm so actually happy and excited that I got to spend that weekend with this character. <laughs> was that right before he died? Did he, did your check bounce? Did your check pretty, yeah. <laughs> It must've been like two years before he died. Okay. Right. And the only time, the only time I worked the club was when I was on that like headliner for feature money, you know, like I would headline yeah. for six days and he'd pay me barely above feature rate but i did get to ride in that sweet lotus on the oh, way to watch on the way to watch him sad years the lotus yeah. was the sad yeah i was there for the lotus years i was there when he did they're all sad years when he drove you so he could do press and you just sit there oh i feel like i have 12 years in with craig glazier i feel like i was i've been there since 2000 what was the what was peak can you could you tell us what was peak craig glazier to you my favorite was when he was like, hey, uh, when are you going to let me pop you in the asshole? And you're like, oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he just, he just, did, where, and can you tell, set up the situation a little more, where did he, uh, where yeah, it did was he, before, it was before so hashtags, many, Dan. For a lot of years, I had to be like, Craig, you can't just grab me. You can't just, you can't just, like, he would just go grabbing. That's great. He was just like a chimp. He was like a chimp in human clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Dunstan checks in. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like, whoa, 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 dude. You can't be grabbing that. Oh, but but, no, but I was asking, when he asked to pop you in the asshole, where was it? Was it in the Lotus? Was it a, like at the club? I don't remember, but I feel like it was probably on multiple occasions that question was asked. I don't feel like that was a once and done that was like, hey, come on, why don't you go let me pop you in the asshole? Yeah, that was goes, like an hey. every year. That was a, a little treat that I got. I don't know if he you goes, guys hey, never got that question. Real quick, this weekend, we got short ribs in the kitchen and I got to get out of here. But you want me to pop you in the ass? Dogs are there. I'll tell you something. I would have been his mark. If I was a girl, I would have been his mark. I fell for everything. I didn't know. And I think after he died or shortly before, someone was like, oh, my God, that terrible toupee. I go, that's not his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, and he's like, it was, by the way, this guy's not wealthy. He just, like, fucking maxes out everything and fucks people over. That's why he has all those cars and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, really? I thought the guy was a gazillionaire. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you are right for the picking. When you become an old man, so many people are going to run hustles on you. Or they're like, yeah, good money. I'd have been chugging his nuts right in Johnny Dare's waiting room. <laughs> My last check bounced. My last check for New Year's Eve. That was uh, I had to file with the district attorney to get shake my money out of him before he croaked. Yeah. Oh, so you did. <laughs> so you were you did New Year's there, which is uh, you know as we've talked about on the show, uh, that's a that's a big payday. A good payday, which was why I think it was like illegal to bounce the check multiple times just based on the value of the check. Yeah. So my manager is from Kansas City and her dad's a lawyer. So we filed and he called like, oh, I thought we were friends. And I was like, well, my friends don't bounce large checks to me. I mean, you got to admire the guy. You got to admire the guy for staying in the pocket till the end where he goes, what? So what? I bounce a check on you. What's going on? Are we not cool? Bad. 
dad when he died, like that I shook him down for his last, like his cancer funds or whatever he, he died of. I feel like I took yeah. his last little so bit. Funny. He goes, nah, it's cool. I don't need my, I don't need my medicine, April. I'm glad you got your money. I'll die. Now. Rosa, have yeah. you worked at club ever? Stanford and Sons? No, I never, I never did because uh, I heard the stories about him and everybody, this is what I always hear. People go, dude, it's like Kenny Powers in real life. Uh, he just parties and does a lot of coke and he talks about like how awesome he is. And I was like, well, that sounds awesome. I want to hang out with that guy. And then people go, no, dude, it's not fun. Like, it's not a fun Kenny Powers. Yeah, like, people, those, people, those people are wrong. Those people are wrong. And, I, and, and April, April, back me up on this. To, to some degree, if you were at the level, if you were at the level of like, like you said, Dan, like when you're, uh, when you're headlining for feature money, essentially, when I was in, the, when you're in the, when you're in the thousand to twelve hundred dollar uh, a weekend headline bracket, it's the because you go and you, you were going to get whatever money anyway, but you're going to come home with stories, dude. This guy, oh, I came I home mean, with a signed book. I got the King of Sting signed by Craig Glazer. I mean, the, the staff telling me he makes you sign a thing that says you won't sue. He says you won't sue the comedians or anybody in the building for sexual harassment if they act inappropriate. But it's just they all knew they go. It's just because he comes over and like shoves his hand down the back of our pants while we're cleaning at night and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, why do you stay? And they go, that's oh, a gig. But they don't, they're just like standing <laughs> all, I don't know. Can we take a quick break right now? Yeah, let's break, break real quick. Uh, we're going to come back. April Macy and Joe DeRosa hanging out on the bonfire quarantine tapes. And now back to the bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. I'm Big J Okerson, Dan Soder, hanging out with Joe DeRosa and the hilarious April Macy joining us all the way from California. Uh, thank you for being here, April. We were uh, we were talking Craig Glazer before the break, and uh, it, it gets to a he became so legend for us uh, here at the bonfire because before he died, he put out that I'm sure you've seen the web series. Oh yeah, yeah, the dog. Yeah, where he, where, by the way, talk about something you should have had. Oh, uh, by the way, everything that April has said so far, just to confirm it, she does it with such a grimace on her face where we go like, you seen the web series? And she goes, the dogs? <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah." laughs> that sad dog that he's constantly molesting. I feel I feel sad for it. <laughs> I mean, he that dog is in danger. Every video. Oh, Junior. What is the web series? It's called a man. Oh. oh, so Joe doesn't know about this, so then we should just play the april's video um uh, that he talks about so what this is joe to fill you in is uh this lunatic who believed in some weird way he was the kingpin of a town he thought like he had kansas city on like like wired to him uh he would take you to uh to press for Dude, I just I mean, remember the first seven time hours I... of, seven hours of press and he would be the only one talking the whole time on the radio. Oh, did you ever have casual racist? Uh, did he take you for breakfast after where there was just like a, a solid dose of casual racism? For oh, hard bombs. Buddy, uh, hard bombs. Oh, April, when oh, me and Chris, yeah. when, when me and Christine, uh, when me and Christine first, he knew me for a couple years at this point. Christine came out there with me and he took us to radio and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, this is actually the Westport. This is the original location of our first club ever. He's like, it was, uh, it was a great club. And then one day you come outside and you just see it's all niggers outside. And then uh, so we, you go, you go, holy shit, Craig. This is Christine. Have you met? You guys just met today. You met this morning. Like, well, this is, this is me, all of it. You're seeing all of it right now. How do you, like, I remember the first time I met him. He's like, he's like, oh, you're like a guy, huh? I go, what? He goes, 
like a man. You're not like a fag. I go, what's up? What if I am? What if I was gay, Craig? And this is how we met. And he's like, nah, you're not. All right, cool. All right. Now, I'm saying you look like you could throw a punch. I was like, dude, this guy's legitimately insane. So he would tell you. So, Joey, he would tell you on these things, all these stories of the, the quote unquote whores he was fucking and all the, the sluts and the fuck this one and this one loves him so much and he's got movie deals and zach efron's playing him already he slayed to play him in the new movie oh, see life. when i was when he cast me in the king of Shang, yeah. i was playing one of the cops that helped uh chris pine at the time had the role oh, so oh okay was, oh you're gonna get a role that's josh nice. josh wolf josh wolf uh i saw josh wolf at the uh come and take it festival last year in houston and he sat in the green room with me, and I don't even know why, but this came up. And Josh Wolf told me story after story after story. And I was like, I got to get this book. What mistake have I made that I never worked this club? <laughs> like, this sounds incredible. And I, and the first thing I said was, how is this not a movie? And he goes, apparently it's been passed around Hollywood, the option for this thing. Buddy, but David, like, Tell, David, Tell stopped, David Tell stopped working for him. And he knew that, like, Dave was the guy who brought me all over the country. And when I first did his club ever, he signed a book to me and gave it to me. And inside it goes, Jay, you're better than Dave Attell ever wishes he could be. Fuck him. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, like, like what do you, you want me to be? He goes, uh, yeah, he's right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you go, wow, you think? <laughs> yeah. April you, said you, April, you said you started working there in 2005. I would say it was, like, 2005. 2006 it was like right after last comic standing and so i mean i had years every year he was uh it was on the rotation did you watch did you watch like uh was there ever an incline in his life was he ever making like a lot of money and then you saw it go down because when i saw it it was it was it was it was getting bad i mean i don't feel like he ever really had money it was uh there were always a lot of a lot of whores but i believe like i was naive enough to believe that he should just like date an elementary school teacher and maybe that could change his life (laughs) (laughs) do you know what that would do to that elementary school teacher's life it would tear it apart I felt, TLC. I felt like if he dated women that like owned glue sticks, that maybe he could change just like a little she bit. Moment a she went, person. She went, Craig, are you swindling one of your waitresses again? He goes, what do you say, babe? I love you. I don't know. Man, stay <laughs> man. Yeah, um, baby, you're the greatest. <laughs> get over here. Give me a whole cup of tea. Give me a cup of sugar. So Joey, Joey, towards the end of his life, uh, somebody was brilliant enough. Uh, the foresight, I would say, had the brilliant foresight to do this. Sure, to film him uh, sitting on a couch uh, doing a web series called A Man and His Dog, where he would have one or two of his dogs that he was, I mean, I think what he's doing, what, what, like, they would come take these dogs away if anyone was watching this. Um, he would just sit there. You're and, saying and, if you put a shelter in touch with these videos, they'd be like, we need to remove those dogs. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, they would. And then he would just sit there and tell you, confessional stories of molesting women harassing people uh lying being racist uh, and he just sat there and he was like and that's that you know they would just go on to the next video and so the one, I want to play, the one we want to play for you right now joe is the i believe the video is titled simply april macy what a treat i know right you're a part of history april i, I yeah, mean i'm excited you have a man that we can only describe as a cloud of shit oh. a whole story about you uh, dude i love that he asked you simply when can i pop you in the ass yeah. <laughs> what a shitbag way to ask that joe 
Joe DeRosa, this is three minutes and 41 seconds. You will never want back in your life. <laughs> All right. He doesn't know daddy's got food, too. I, I you had no real. clue that was a toupee? You had no clue that was a toupee. I'm telling you, I bought this guy's whole wrap, dude. This guy could have had me bagged up. Look, it has bristles. <laughs> Look, in, in, in hindsight, the whole thing's insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, he looks like he looks like he's uh, like a like a like um like a booster for a community college. Like he illegally pays the community college athletes. This is a guy. The first time I played there. I went out back. It was a, the, the, at the Legends Mall when it was there, that catwalk stage. But the green room, you can kind of go from the green room out back of the building or to the side of the building. I would go out there and smoke cigarettes. And I saw a girl crying, like hysterically and very awkwardly near me. So I like small talked. I'm like, hey, well, it can't be all that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I wasn't hitting on her for sure because I didn't have that kind of confidence. Just cold talk. I didn't think she had any idea who I was. There was no reason she would. But she says she goes, "Oh, me and my uh, and my date were uh, were coming here to see you," and then like he got angry. We fought, and he said all this shitty stuff, and just left and just took off, and then left me here. And then I was like, "Oh, I feel." I'm like, I don't know. I was like, "If you want to come see the show, still." Uh, I said, I'll get you, you know, I'll get you into the show. So if you want to, I don't know like, what to do, you know? And she was like, uh, she's like, yeah, fuck him. I should stay in one. So I went to Craig and I was like, can I bring those girls up? He goes, sure. He goes, let her come to the back. Like, let her hang out. So he's looking already for like the, oh, this girl's sad. She, 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 we, <laughs> like we or I or him could fuck her. And I'm like, all right. And he brought her back. And I was right away doing with like the, so let's get, should we get her out like a seat in the back? You know, I'm not selling out the show or anything. So I'm like, should we get her out front? He's like, no, nah, let her hang back out here and blah, blah. I mean, by f 15 minutes of this girl hanging out, he was like, a guy making you cry with a body like that and just stuffed his fingers down the front of her jeans. <laughs> if, she had, if she had a bush, he was in it. And like, and like pulled her towards him and like kind of, he's like, what's this guy? And these girls would be so paralyzed by the confusion of what was happening that they're just kind of like, eh, okay, it was, it was insane. It was insane. I'd like run interference and be like, well, I want to let her, I want her to see the show from the front. You know, she can't really hear back. <laughs> I just try to get her out. Dude, it's a, it's, it, right. it's a miracle. And it's an, it's a testament to his likability that he's not in prison for all of these things. Like everything he's saying, you're like, wow, Jesus, how is this guy not just, well, you know, by the way, it's, it's also me. It's also me at like 26 years old, me at 42, like not have at 25, you're just trying to protect the work and everything, you know what I mean? So it's like you're trying to stop it and also not make this guy your enemy. Yeah. But it's like at, at 42, you'd be like, uh, even hearing myself say it, I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck did I not go like, whoa, dude, dude, chill yeah, out. Not. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, April, you well, by the was... way, I'm not laughing at, I'm not laughing at a song. I'm laughing at the phrase, stuffed his fingers down the front of her jeans. <laughs> it's a funny sentence. <laughs> yeah. It is. But, but April, you said that you, all the time you had to remind Craig, like, hey, don't go grabbing me like no, that. No, no, no. It was, a, it was a lot. He stopped eventually, but there was part of me that just felt sad for him. Like, those. Because both the brothers were also drug addicts. It's not like he's the only one. So you're like, well, what did that dad do to the three of these brothers yeah. to make them something. all animals? Like something. something horrific happened to this family. Oh, I mean, his brother ran the club. <laughs> do the impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would fall asleep. We're every day before. Yeah. Did you ever have that? Yeah. He would light you, and then he would just fall asleep as he was lighting you. So you would see the flashlight go down. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. On the floor. <laughs> 
I just when I worked there, I had the brother with the deviated septum who would come in and go. Now here's how it goes. Craig's gonna do about seven minutes, and then the MC's gonna come on. He's gonna do fifteen. Feature gets thirty. You do fifty to sixty every night, and you're like, all right, I got it. He's like, now here's what's gonna happen. Just the next day, you're like, I know. We've been doing these shows for six nights. I know how this goes. Barbie's coming. Dog's there. Dude, Craig Glazer, no shit, and I've said this on the show before, before my Saturday show, he just goes, before the late show, he goes, all right, I got to get out of here. I got a slut at the bar that's ready to go. And I was like, all right, dude, later, man. I argue with that. Yeah. He goes, he's going to hand you the check after the show, but I got a chick that's just a slut. And you're like, fuck, man. Wow. Go ahead, please play the video. I won't interrupt again. I'm sorry. I mean, we will, but. We probably will. <clears throat> Welcome back to A Man and His Dog. It's actually doggies. With Junior, the miniature dachshund, and Coco. You know, I'm scared that one is. I love them. They're my entire family. You know, I mentioned I own Stanford Sons Comedy Club. And if you want to see photos of a lot of the women I've talked about or people on uh, that we've talked about, get my book. What is it? The King of Sting. It's around here. So I heard this. The King of Sting. You can get it. On Amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold. Junior, don't eat that. You can't trust dogs. Cool, cool, cool. So I work with a lot of celebrities. And today... I'm sorry, I do have to interrupt just to say, one thing I forgot about these videos that are so great, whoever made them <laughs> edits after... He doesn't even wait for sentences to end. It's mid-sentence editing nonstop. Yeah. The craziest thing I've ever seen. It looks like it, yeah, it's it looks like he took three takes on a sentence sometimes. <laughs> it's because a cokehead edited it. Yeah. I keep it moving, man. I keep it moving. Just drag it ass. Come on. Move it. Move it. Move it. Bam, bam, bam. Explosions. Explosions. <laughs> yeah. Star swipes. Pick up the book. Pick up the book. Pick up the, the book. Go, 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 go. Yeah, why don't we get both dogs in there? What if, what if the dogs bite each other? Can we get them to do that? <laughs> I can I also tell you guys this without even seeing the rest of the video. I am excited to watch. Again, I don't... <laughs> I don't approve of the man's... I don't approve of the man's sexual harassment uh, policies or assault... <laughs> <laughs> multiple assaults but i can promise you this had i done this club i would have blown rails with this dude <laughs> dude oh yeah dude yeah joe you would have had a blast with that, Craig. <laughs> your heart your heart would have stopped dude your heart yeah. would have stopped you guys would do so many rails you'd have a mass transit system you guys would just be fucking horking it well this yeah. was a guy this was a guy who like at the end of the night he wanted you to go with him to like strip club. he wanted to go big dick with around you you know what i mean like that was the, yeah 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 nikki glazier Sarah Silverman. But before them, there was a gorgeous girl with red hair and she was dressed up as a devil. She looked like a Playboy playmate. Her name was April Macy and she worked at Stanford Sons. Back the first time in, she came in with Josh Wolf, who was a regular on Chelsea lately. And I kind of thought those two had a thing, but I found out Josh was married. But guess what, Coco? That often doesn't matter. Anyway, they both right. So, yeah, so first of all, accusing Josh Wolf of cheating. He just came out and just fucking buried the whole lot. <laughs> uh, Josh Wolf was banging her, but he was married, but he probably still banging her. <laughs> wow. Wow. Across the street from Stanford's smoke weed a lot. So I wanted to get April had such a great body. We got along. I knew she'd gone out with a lot of people in the industry, so I figured, why not me? I was going April, can, I, can we so, pause it right there? To have you on this yeah. show, when, when you see him say that, you have to want to punch him in the throat, right? 
I feel like it was so much worse that that feels sort of mild. I feel like the grabbing was the most offensive. Like the occasional like side tit grab or like he would just grab your t- like you just side tit gra- grab. Just he wherever he would he like wherever we were, be like he put his hand down when we were going to radio, and I'd go to sit. Like he was always ass grabbing. Christ. The fact that this man wasn't. It was consistent for a good six to seven years before he really reined it in. And would he, st- wow. would he, would he still grill you and, and chastise you into having to do bits on the air? <laughs> like that was our <laughs> argument always. He's like, you got to do bits. I don't yeah, like yeah, doing yeah, bits on the air. Then he'd, he'd tell you why Johnny Dare didn't want you, even though he was like always in a battle. Yeah, I found out Johnny Dare did not want me because I made fun of Jackal. And it turns out Jackal is his best friend, <laughs> the band Jackal. <laughs> He goes, he goes, that's what he said to me. He goes, you going to go see Jack? He, Johnny Dares, are you going to go see Jackal tonight at the raceway? I'm like, well, I have a show, but even if I didn't, no. <laughs> he, was like, yeah. and he goes, what's wrong with Jackal? And I went, I, I mean, I don't know. Jackal? Nothing. It's a Jackal, what yeah. Is ja- what is Jackal? It's a band that- from the 80s who Johnny Dares friends with, and he was offended that somebody in 2007 or 8 didn't, wasn't like pining. He he was surprised to find that I wasn't in town to go see Jackal and happened to be doing comedy. <laughs> like he was he goes, hey, you book. He goes, hey, you book your tour around Jackal. You go see the show at the Raceway tonight. Hey, you follow Jackal with your gigs all around the town, or just this one happened to work out for you. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Your agent lets you do that. He goes, it's cool. He goes, you miss me putting on the pounds, eating at so many carnivals. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. It's about to get. He's about to get into the bulk. Driving around, and she agrees to go out with me that next night on Friday because she was there through Saturday. And oh, we go real to quick. How, how did he, April? I, I just, I, I don't believe the facts because if I'm listening to this story, yeah, he says, wrong. Yeah, he says you agreed to go out with him on a Friday night, but you have shows on Friday night, so you can't go out. No, I, and I, there would never be. I feel like my dating, <laughs> my dating level was never going to be at a Craig Glazier level. I yes. admire that level of confidence. That he's like, I got in, her. in his mind, you've just like agreed. Yeah. He says she's good. She says not tonight, but uh, but tomorrow we're gonna go out. Wow. Joey, Joey, DeRosa, can I tell you something? Yeah. Please. We haven't even gleamed the cube of the fucking insanity this guy's about to tell you. <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, you keep teasing me with these little snippets, dude. Give me yeah, the I'm fucking sorry. juice, I'm sorry. man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't want you to OD on Craig Glazer. <laughs> you might come on the casino because then you can throw around money, go in the bathroom, and it'll, you know, and then cocoa. Cool. <laughs> 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 you DeRosa, you would have been dead if you would have worked that club. Uh, they would have had to call you and be like, you know, Joe DeRosa's brain swole up because he did too much yak with glaze. Some place called the White Pony and, and your nose would have started bleeding and you'd have been like, we have to get, I think we have to get out of here. <laughs> oh, DeRosa, DeRosa doing it. He goes, come on, one more. I think this black bitch of a bartender is about to suck my cock in the bathroom. And Joe's like, oh, oh. Dude, you would have you would have rebooked Stanford and Sons. I would have come out and been like, "Dad, here's how it's gonna go tonight." He's got two deviated ses- septums, so he's like, <laughs> here's how, oh, shit. "Here's how it goes." <laughs> God damn it! Man, yes, guys. Wow, shit. 
I was going to get this girl. It was going to be wild times that night. So we're driving to the club. We've been doing media. And it was freezing out. I mean, like 10 degrees. And April, being from L.A., didn't realize Kansas City was that cold. Dumb April, right? That's why her name's April. Not winter. Anyway, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh. It just—it's a complete walk-off uh, of the of any sort of even if he believed you guys had a friendship. Goes because she's dumb, right? <laughs> he calls you out by full name and just keeps insulting you. It's bananas behavior. And also, if you notice Craig Glazer's style, I don't know if I brought this up on previous episodes. He's all offense. He never stops. He's just being like, bam, bam, bam. I'm going to do some coke, and obviously she's in it. She's a dumb bitch from LA. Doesn't know what cold weather is. <laughs> Anyways, she's into me. I got my dog. Come here, dog. The dog's agreeing. Anyways. I don't understand <laughs> patterns or anything. She doesn't know what a cold pressure system moving through the great <laughs> is. This, is, this bitch's meteorology is off the track. <laughs> By the way, he says that's why her name's April and not winter. I'm saying her name's April, not December. Would have even been like a better yeah. sell on that. <laughs> that's why her name's April and not winter. Is this the club he's in, by the way? Is this the club? Yeah. It's probably his, probably his office, yeah. He needed a jacket. I said, hey, you know, we're going out tomorrow. I'm divorced from my wife, Connie, who she met. And, you know, I really haven't been out with anybody since then. But anyway, I told her that. You got to tell him that. So um, I said, let's stop by my condo. I think Connie's got a couple of jackets behind. Unless you have her in the closet. Sure enough, I open it. And April just goes, oh, my God, there's a fur coat in there, a little short fur coat. She goes, what is that? I go, it's fox. It's a fox coat. She goes, oh, my God, I couldn't ask you for that. I went, take it. I got, you know, I'll never wear it. I mean, what am I going to do with it? She was on cloud nine. She was ready to drop her drawers right then, right? No such luck. She gets home. Oh, time for a check-in with April. Was there? I just, as of, as of, as someone that's... <laughs> she was ready to drop her drawers. Were you able? Oh. Were you ready to drop your drawers? <laughs> I, I told you I wasn't. I, I don't think there's ever been a time that I would have dropped my drawers for that fella. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I, I'd, I'd be willing to just believe you, take you on your worth that. And uh, he gave me a coat. He did. He did. In fact, he gave me a coat that looked like it was made out of those dogs that he has. <laughs> so this is yeah. This is where it gets fantastic. By the way, we were on radio, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Connie left her fur coat. You want Connie's fur coat?" And my feature at the time was like, "Oh, you're getting that fucking fur coat." He's like, "You're gonna wear it every goddamn time you're here, even in the summer." He was like, "Yeah." yeah by the way, coat. I love that thing. He goes, "He goes, I need a coat." He goes, "I guess we have some coats." He makes a picture like he opens up like a like a Sex in the City, like he opened up a French doors closet and just was like, "Have fun in there." And you're like, "Oh my god, I've never seen all these yeah. materials." Like you just had jewelry. Jewelry and scarves over your neck, and you're, oh, Cla Craig, it's so glorious. And he goes, well, it's not like I'm gonna use it. I get you might as well. Man. You're putting on those full up to the elbow gloves with bracelets on. <laughs> Craig, I couldn't. And he goes, you can when you're with me. Well, you can when you're with the King of Sting. Book available now on Amazon or whatever you buy. Uh, April, April, did he call where that came from? Can I put it in your butt? Did he close a jewelry box on your fingers as you went to reach for the, oh, for the razor? Yeah. Quiet giggling. Uh, the way he makes it sound, it's like he's like, what? I don't know. It's Fox. Have it. Damn it. The coat. Did I miss that? Did you, did you say, April? Was it a nice coat? Oh, it looked like a dead German Shepherd. It was mangy. Yeah, he goes, that's rusty, our old German Shepherd. I had him taxidermied into a coat. <laughs> he dropped this, her back off the hotel. I just want to say really like, 
whoever is editing this video is fucking jacked. Did you see how many times they did the mirror effect? Yeah. <laughs> Three seconds. That was fucking insane. Yeah, dude, it spun right. me around. Jesus Christ. All right, oh. sorry. Wait, Joe, just catch up where we're at. She's uh, got the jacket. She was ready to drop her drawers right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said it was a. He said it was a fox coat. Also, uh, he makes April sound like he just like Jedi mind tricked you, and he's like, "It's fox coat," and you're like, "It's fox coat." Do you want me to take down my panties right now? And in reality, he's like, "I got a jacket in the car I brought for you." And she's like, "She's ready to drop her drawers there." And he's like, "You know what? I'll wait till tomorrow." Thing <laughs> uh, in there inside the coat. It said, uh, do not wash, dry clean. The fur is pure rabbit. Phone rings. She goes, you're a major asshole. Why'd you tell me that was a box coat? I went, huh? She goes, that's rabbit, Craig. Do you think I'm that stupid? And by the way, it's shedding. You can forget tomorrow night. I go, what? She goes, you're just another asshole. I never banged her. She ended up dating a guy that owns the palms and called him a loose. That became her boyfriend. And he bought her a real fur coat. Bastard. This guy just puts everyone's shit out there, true or not. He just makes up a, a story for you. Think about it. I mean, this is so. What a wonderful idiot. I mean, that's so ridiculous. And I, and, and April, we don't know each other very well, but we, we've hung out uh, several times. And. You don't strike me as the person that would have been involved in any part of what he said in that story other than accepting a oh, coat yeah. because you were cold and then fine to give it right back or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't participate. <laughs> I, didn't uh, I mean, human being. the idea of call, was there any phone call that he's just saying everything wrong about? Was any anger at the level of what the coat was in your heart at all? No, I, I don't even <laughs> I feel like there was no choice of coats, and I I really don't believe in furs anyway, so it's not like the difference between a fox or a rabbit would have made. I love the idea that he just had one coat, and it was dog fur, and he's like, yeah, this will keep you warm in this terrible weather, and you're like, thank you very much, and the story he proposed, like makes is like, this is rabbit? How dare you? I only wear the finest furs. Well, he just kept insisting I take this coat. You must come and take this coat. And the other great thing about it too is when he when he makes up the story of you calling him to say you're an asshole like all the rest, because this is the wrong kind of fur. Like the odds of he's basically he's alluding to the idea that you have had this situation come up a lot where someone's given you different fur than they've told you. <laughs> I'm just swatting away first. You go, oh great, another asshole telling me that that rabbit fur is fox fur. I, you know what? You're just like all the rest. He says you're just like all the rest. What is that? He was the rest of what? Oh, you, oh, you boys, thinking you can give me all your squirrel coats, and uh, and I'm gonna think it's a chinchilla. <laughs> yeah, April, you, a, April Macy. It was uh, industry wide known. April Macy used to agree to get paid in faux fur and dick. <laughs> yeah. Ah, one of the guys at the Funny Bone said that you accept payment if I if I just give you a fake fur and some and some wiener. <laughs> Hot wiener on a Friday after casino. Dude, by the way, he was going to take you to a casino, which meant buffet food, definitely. <laughs> you want to go home with what? Chinese buffet farts? He goes, no, I got a card scheme. You're going to help me pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> How 
hard was the how how what how real was the Friday plan, April? Like oh, how no real Friday plan. She's saying zero. Oh, she's saying there was zero Friday plan. Yeah, Joe, she had two shows at his club. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 she's but gonna go out with him. Can... Why wouldn't she go out Thursday night when there's only one show? <laughs> he said <laughs> But he says in the oh, beginning. He says in the beginning, though, he says to her that uh, we couldn't do it that night because there was a show. So we figured we would do the next night, Friday. Right. That I get. Oh, I'm no show though, Friday. Did... <laughs> oh, no show Friday. I'm saying, though, I'm asking, though, did he even say to you at any point, like, is, is it even completely fabricated that he even said, let's hang out on Friday? Is that part even fake? Oh, it was consistent perving for good 12 years. Like, the perving never, it never stopped. He was relentless right. in his attempts. Joe, you're asking, were there ever, ever that one night of concrete plans of like, we're going to go to the Yeah, casino. I'm saying, did he ever no. actually I'm say, like, let's go out to tomorrow night after, after the show? Radio. That's it, right? Only ever tricked into breakfast. Racist breakfast. Racist breakfast, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, breakfast is fun. Yeah, yeah. Racist yeah. breakfast. He goes, you know, green eggs and ham? Well, I do N-bombs and bacon. So why don't, we go, uh, why don't we go to a diner and make you feel uncomfortable for 45 minutes? Oh, it's Spicks and Grits. Dude, he asked Spicks and Grits. He asked me if I wanted to go get breakfast, and I somehow two mornings in a row got him to do McDonald's to go. Wow. I, I, uh, like, yeah, I felt like it was an accomplishment. In the history, I believe, uh, 21 years I've been doing this, it's the only I've I've gone to breakfast a couple times on the on the road with like you know the guys taking you to press and everything, but he's the only one I went every single time. I, I just had to sit there and watch what he would do. He would go in. I mean, like he would touch the employees yeah. uncomfortably, uh, and you'd see them like roll their eyes. They'd give me the help me face, and I'd feel helpless. It was so bizarre. <laughs> and yet, and yet, April, like you said. I was weird. when he died, something in me was like the the world of comedy is is a less rich place. He's like the, the last of that. There's like Bobby Jewell, who is like yes. a lesser version. There's him. There's only like a few of those guys left. He was one, the, I think, right? Yeah, he doesn't run Bobby the. Jewell's gone. He sold the club. Now he sold it. Uh, yeah, it's like the last of that. They, they all they all bailed. The guy the guy in Tempe, Arizona died. The guy that oh, ran the improv in Tempe. Yeah, like all, all those weird characters are kind of gone now. Yeah, the and guys like that reasonable like... reasonable humans and like decent menus with Brussels yeah. sprouts. That's what yeah. you have instead of The people that have like people that are fun and like are like, hey, I really enjoyed the shows this week instead of being like you want to do coke and watch me uh, go start shit with my ex-wife who's a real estate agent? Like, I just, I need my $1,200 and I want to go home. I think also a guy that was delusional enough to believe that he would, like, he would hang with a stripper because he would, like, buy her things and be like it was his girlfriend. And he thought that people were impressed by him for it. He never, like, he had no perspective on it. His, his self-appraisal was just off the charts wrong in every possible well, Josh, way. Josh Wolf told me stories of many many a voicemail he heard of like angry from angry women strippers and things yeah, for money like screen yeah screaming and think like being like you think i like you you little dick motherfucker <laughs> you know, like like just like crazy voicemails it, it, it sounded really funny man yeah, dude, like he's got to look like hey look what i got going on and this girl's like man well actually look at the young 
God, he looks exactly like Kenny Powers when he's younger. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, he got in a little bit of shape. He, was, he did 11 years in jail. He was in jail for 11 years, so he came out. Well, here comes the ultimate question. Could he have fucked our shit up? I think he could have. I think he could. Absolutely. I think he would fuck my shit when, up if dude. he fought me. When? What point of life? Like out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I don't know, dude. You take, 100%. That wig, you take that wig off. I bet he buckles hard. He goes like, Ooh, and then you just get he's wide open. Go back up. It's a Johnny Dare co-host. What's that? The KC Confidential. Dude, I forgot he had a website called KC Confidential. He used to just write whatever you told him. Oh, really? Yeah, he had his own website. See, look, it was written. It, yeah, it was written by him. Oh, that's so fucking great. He did a thing where, like, I had just signed a deal to write a show for Comedy Central, this, like, animated show. I had found out, like, the two weeks before. And so he's, like, on the way back from radio, he's like, so what do you got going on? And I was like, oh, I, uh, I'm, like, doing this Comedy Central animated pilot I got to write with Brian Tucker from SNL. And then the next week, he fucking put it on KC Confidential, where he's like, Dan Slater signed a deal with Comedy Central. And you're like, no, you're not allowed to tell people that. I'm not allowed to tell people that. <laughs> you know, you know uh, April, I don't think I've ever spoke to you since I, I heard this. This was a couple of years ago, but it was such a, another one like where you just feel bad when when guys try to bond with you over like dumb bitches, right? And you're like, I don't know if I can give her shit for this. I think it was uh, when me and Christine first started dating, I had no booking agent or anything. I was fledgling getting on the road and having a hard time. So she got me a couple gigs. One of them was the Comedy Connection or Comedy Caravan in Louisville, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place was a nightmare. I got I yelled went... at by the bouncer for not showing up an hour ahead of time. That's <laughs> insane. Well, That's I insane. There. I went there, and the guy, the guy, the guy dropped me off in the quote-unquote condo, and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, first of all, the, all this news you hate when it's like, you're staying there. Yeah, you and the feature are staying at this place. It's not it's not really a condo. It was at the bottom of a haunted house. And he With goes, saloon doors that like you would you have to like, turn sideways through. You could just like kick in a saloon door to get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and he goes, and he was, he was going, he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, he goes, uh, you don't have any problems with the place, right? And I was, again, it was one of those things where you're like, even if I do and never come back here, I'm just going to be like, it's fine, dude. And I, when I got there, he goes, oh, good. And they always give you the story of the other asshole. I was the yeah. asshole? And they go, it's like, it goes, yeah, it's like April Macy comes here, and she's like, she walks in right away, and she's like, I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here at all. And I'm like, uh, she, I don't feel safe here. And she's like, what the fuck? You don't feel safe here. Like, we're, we're not in, like, the hood. It's like, I'm like, you know, right away, you're just, like, you're just, you're just taking it. You're just like, oh, that doesn't seem like April at all to me. And, and you're like, of course, it would be. I was terrified to stay there. <laughs> a woman should be at all costs not stay rape. there. I feel like I was about to get a rape murder, com like a rape murder combo in that place. And I quietly, I did not even ask for another place. I like stayed at the features house and weird nurse. <laughs> like, so funny. I never even told them I was leaving. <laughs> yeah, dude, that happened to me in Tampa when everyone was like, when I was going down to work side splitters, everyone's like, that condo is the worst fucking thing you'll ever stay in in your life. And I was like, it's pretty bad. And so I went down there and saw the condo. And I was like, you know what? I, I, had, I had like Marriott points. I was like, there's a Marriott I could stay at that won't be as bad. And it's worth the $200 that I'm going to have to pay to stay there. Didn't say anything. 
to Tommy to Tommy Jewel. Didn't say a thing. Just stayed there. Then the last night he pulls me aside and he's like itching his toupee and he's like, it was just like here you got a hotel. I was like, yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to stay at the condo. And he goes, what's wrong with the condo? He just keeps itching his toupee. And I was like, I, it's just, uh, it's yeah, it's a Marriott points. You know, you like try to avoid that conflict because it's like, what do you want me to say? You you fucking have a cage filled with shit that you make us stay in. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was hilarious with that, uh, that con- the, whatever, that weird haunted house for the comedy caravan in Louisville was, uh, so I was staying there and I guess what was the good room, uh, that was a bed that was awful with sheets that I'm not joking, had stains and holes on them. Yeah. Uh, I was laying there on, there was a TV in the bedroom and a TV in the living room. Both of them were like tube TVs beyond the time of everything being a big tube TV. The living room also had a VHS playing. An extra refrigerator. There was like just a rogue refrigerator in the middle of the living room. Absolutely true. Really? Absolutely true. Yeah, yes. just extras, just extra refrigerators. And, and I was laying there. I, I was making hundreds of dollars for the whole weekend. It wasn't even like over a thousand. It was a. Uh, it was shit money. I got no audience coming. You know, no fans or anything coming into this. And I remember, but I just started doing uh, Bennington, uh, Ron and Fez show a, a bit, and. I was in there listening to Ron and Fez and playing video games on the tube TV uh, or whatever. And I remember listening. It's one of those moments where, like, how much worse could the situation get? Uh, I'm laying there, and on, on on Ron and Fez, they're talking to one of their interns who was, like, a young comic or something. And he was, like, uh, they were asking him, like, who's the top five people you think are going to pop pretty soon, like, here, like, of the comics we have coming on the show? And he's given, like, you know, his comics that he thought were going to pop and then ron bennington just goes i think he's like you know being sweet which he was being sweet he goes how about big j he goes you don't think big j is going to pop pretty soon and the guy and the kid just goes as i'm in this shithole just to hear on the radio my name being mentioned you think it's going to be good and the guy goes and i feel like that guy's been doing comedy for a long time and i think if it was going to happen for him it probably would have happened and so ronnie beach is doing radio of course goes he goes so you say big j's done huh no good for him (laughs) 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 it was so sad shelby but at least that was so funny and then you just go to your the extra refrigerator to get a soda while you're sitting in the living room I was just staying with a sweet Indian kid. It was such a goddamn <laughs> is, is Indian kid staying in the place with me. That was also the time that uh, also during that trip, uh, I forgot Ari Shafir had just come to town. Wasn't that Ari took Aaron Berg's cell phone? What was the, the trick they played, Christine? Also, when I was down there, it was a bad weekend. Ari Aaron Berg uh, left his cell phone lying around at the stand and Ari Shafir took it and started texting me from it like hitting on me really hardcore but he was getting in there he was like he was going like jay's married i can give you what you want what you deserve (laughs) and went on for a really long time and then but like aria told jay what was going because i was like i don't know i'm like aaron's texting me this is very bizarre no No, at first at first (laughs) at first ari didn't tell me quick enough because what i got was christine told me that and then i Text knows we're hooking up, so you can't be mad at anyone. Well, well, no, here I can't be mad at anybody, but here's the thing I didn't even realize that Berg had two phones, I think. 
And I, the number that I had was for the one that he still had on him, not the one he left with Ari. So Berg gets a random thing from me. He goes, hey, dude, it's not a big deal because I know you probably didn't know, but, like, me and Christine have been, like, seeing each other, so I don't want to make – and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> Everyone was just confused. Ari just really creates chaos wherever he goes. <laughs> so then Jay gave me what to type back to Ari. <laughs> Yeah. Like lean into it, basically. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I always thought you were hot." Um, let, let's take our, our last break here. April, will you hang out with us? Because I want to. Can I, can I ask you questions? You hosted one of my dream gigs that I've always just for like the chaos of the weekend, uh, the AVN Awards. Uh, I, I've got a zillion questions about that. If you don't mind, they couldn't be. They couldn't treat you any worse than Craig Glazer. We're hanging out with April Macy and Joe DeRosa. It's the bonfire. And now back to the bonfire with Big Jay Okerson and Dan Soder. Bonfire coming to the radio series XM95. We are back. Uh, it's the quarantine tapes. We're hanging out with Joe DeRosa, of course. April Macy joining us today. Uh, what a fun episode so far. Damn. I had a feeling. I had a sticky feeling that every one of those Craig Glazer claims were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> every one of them were going to not be correct. I bet he also uh, didn't whatever with Nikki Glazer that one time either, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine if there's just like this like an older female owner of a comedy club just talking about all the dick she went through where she's like then Russ Eve came through tried to suck him off he wouldn't have it I tried to buy him a couple cocktails I, I felt this with Christine uh, also so I don't want her to feel like a, that she's an exception to any kind of rule I feel what I admire about Craig Glazer because I do believe him is he goes uh, well, you know, she hooked up with a lot of people in the business, so oh, why not me, right? And uh, it's like uh, when I saw Christine, uh, when I met April uh, for the first time or, or, or for the while that she was in New York even, like even if it was like, yeah, you know, April's dated some comics before, I would be like, well, who are the comics? Like Gary Goldman. I'm like, well, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's a handsome fucking guy. And, and then also it's like, and then it's like Gary Goldman. You're like, what do you think? After Gary Goldman's done, I'm going to jump in and be, take the next swipe at it. <laughs> hey, do, were all the things you didn't like about Gary, his great looks and great body? Because if that's the case, I have an argument to make for myself here. Oh, did you want a seedy felon <laughs> who also owns a comedy club? <laughs> if it, it'd be somebody if everyone was like, he just wouldn't shut the fuck up about cookies. God. Damn it. <laughs> me fucking nuts. I'm ready for a cocaine dealer. I'm ready for a guy that does blow pretty pretty aggressively. Yeah, faux fur dealer. Hey, listen, I'm into crack. That's cool. You don't like Oreos, do you? Nope. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. How, how mad do cranberries make you? Pretty bad? <laughs> hey, you know what? I love grapefruit in a fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I'm addicted to smack. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, uh, oh, April, yes. Yeah, so before the break, we were saying, like, you hosted the uh, the AVN Awards. I did. Uh, before, which is, I, I, I'm sure, I want to say an awesome gig, but I've heard uh, mixed reviews, usually more towards that it's not a great gig. And what David Tell has told me about it, because I always go, dude, I'd love to do that gig. I think I would do really good at it. His argument, not that I wouldn't do good at it, but his argument is my approach would be wrong. I would want to go kind of take the piss out of the whole industry and situation. And it tells belief real big time is when you do porn related stuff, you have to really pay tribute to it because they do not have a sense of humor about themselves at all. And no, I'm, no, no, that's. I feel like I watched a lot of them. That was the mistake I thought a lot of people made. It's like these women glued on eyelashes. They want to be 
they wanted to be pretty princesses. Nobody needed to be reminded that they were whores. I mean, yeah. they were right. joking. <laughs> I, you know what? I've never thought about that. A girl sits through three hours of hair to be called a cum dumpster. Yeah, no, she doesn't want it. She wants to be a She's like, wow, I have They leave. The thing is, if they don't win, they all leave. So by halfway through, there's no audience left. Yeah, I mean, best gangbang really, guess best gangbang really empties the place out. <laughs> but also, the funny thing about that is the people who do stay goes, oh, all right there, Riley Reed. Like, you didn't get best anal. So, uh, you want to get out of here and get some food? He goes, well, I'm still up for best uh, bukkake scene and best, uh, you know, like, there's still, there's 18 more categories you could be. Best kiss. <laughs> do this. Screeners for every category, so <laughs> I got like eighteen categories. So I had this unstable duffel bag of porn in my apartment. If anybody ever broke in? I had like four thousand. So funny. That's. <laughs> we need you to. We need you to brush up on the product before you take the stage. <laughs> but yeah, both my both my hosts had award winning assholes. That was their claim to fame. <laughs> so fucking fancy. April, did they like uh you know how the Emmys does the untelevised awards? Does the AVN do that where they're like cinematography? Yeah, they go cinematography. Like fifteen of the categories, but there's like a like a hundred and eighteen. Oh, that's so funny. They go, Am I gonna see you on the AVNs? You go, I won Best Felch. They don't show that. <laughs> Best felt. That's when someone comes in someone's butt and then someone sucks it out of the butthole. Okay. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, yeah. even that's too hot for Showtime. They are going to cut that off. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, but I mean, I've always heard the weekend is like next level insane, and I'm not really a. Uh, I'm not a big drugs guy, and I'm certainly not a big drinker. So my thing of, of going to that would always just want to be like, I just want to wander. I feel like wandering through the hallways of the floors that have the you know the suites on them is got to be like a David Lynch movie. It's like there's like a gangbang happening over here, and then a thing. Or is it much more timid than that? I don't think I was invited to any of that. Like I went home and took off my no. I went home and took off my shoes. Like oh, I'm tired. You weren't I even interested to see like the chaos going on. Any coke parties? I just I went out drinking after, and that was about it. Like I don't feel like I had a lot in common with the ladies to be included in their. In their she, goes, hey, she goes, "Hey, we're going to a clit punch party up in the Radisson. Do you want to go?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, none of the none of the dudes, uh, the male or female porn stars, hit on you hard. Um, not really. No, I don't. I had a boyfriend at the time, so maybe I was a little oblivious, but I don't, I don't was, think so. Was your boyfriend nervous at all about you going to host the AVN, just knowing there's a bunch of fucking th tree trunks walking around? Yeah, <laughs> I, he went, he, like he went with me, so we were okay. we were together. Had to be time. seven. Is that what women are just salivating for tree trunks? Like I don't. Feel I don't know. Like I just women. Are I just. I was talking more male insecurity. I was okay. talking about. They always, say, they always say the big dicks in porn are more for the dudes, and I'm inclined to believe them. Yeah, yeah, there's no woman that's really wants a, a urinary tract infection that bad. Yeah. Hey, I want to be hurt because of this. I have yeah. never given... Nice I have average, never... Average is all I require. Yeah. But in, the, but in the porn you watch even, I'll tell you, I have never watched for more than the simple few seconds it takes to discover that it's a small dick involved in the porn clip I'm watching before I'm I'll X right out of it. I'm like, that's just a waste of everybody's time. I'm like, I could do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> some of them are aggressive though like nobody needs like it's a lot of dick to hoist up sure i mean you got like a that that I mean, the Mandingo guy, it looks like it could only be actually uh, someone who's been on our show before, uh, Lisa Ann. It's 14 inches up the butt. That's just like you're going to have a problem when you're older. <laughs> you're talking about like you're watching like an 80s running back where you're like, that's going to be CTE. You're just taking a hit right to the head. Yeah, the technology just wasn't there yet. <laughs> Your cervix is only like four and a half inches up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you're, so you're saying she's borrowing room for? Yeah. Where do they borrow the room from? Their lungs? Do they lock lock down a lung and like, take that space? Yeah, it's got to be like a. What's, it's almost like deep throating with your pussy. You have to open up and let it get into your you guts. <laughs> Meditation really helped this. <laughs> April, did you hear any like porn stars that were like? What was the casual conversation in the in the auditorium when they? Were they nervous about winning or were they angry when they lost? I think what was sad is you had to humanize them. It was like a lot of ladies talking about like giving their kids Cheerios earlier. So you just kind of got sad. We're like, oh, they're people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're just coming to you. They go, can you believe the parking at this place? And you go, yeah, I just watched you go through a uh, slip and slide of cum. Or you realize they're like 19 years old and their faces are hardened and kind of, you know, you have 19-year-old girls that look like they're 47. Oh, this is sad. Oh, yeah. Remember, it puts Miles, it puts miles on the miles on the those car videos? Fast. Christine, bring up those videos, the, the porn stars sans makeup, where they have those those pages. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy. You see these girls, you're like, oh, like, you know, like the most popular ones, and they take the makeup off. And also, their job is to be that, so I think they also, like, blank slate themselves completely. It's like none of them have any eyebrows of any kind, or you know what I mean? Like, they're just completely, like, just barren, void. and then someone goes in and, like, airbrushes, like, expressions on their face to do porn. So you think you need a little of that? Like, that shark eye? Like, if you're just being pounded for cash. Yeah, like, dude, I would have, have a pay- like- <clears throat> I'd have them paint me up like Ultimate Warrior. I'll just have a full face paint. I mean, that girl looks like she's like 15 years old without makeup on. Um, I feel like I just bought yeah. groceries from her. <laughs> <laughs> she works at Ralph's. Uh, she works <laughs> <Yeah>. at Ralph's. <laughs> I hope she's wearing a mask and gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Go down, Christine. Oh, Can you slide this down? That one. A different thing, man. It's so oh, crazy. I mean, well, that, one's, that one's ridiculous. I mean, that is ridiculous. I'll tell you what, you wake up. Uh, you know, you end up fucking this girl in a pool and she goes under and comes up, you're punching it. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my girlfriend? Something in the drain got you. Where's the girl I was fucking? Jesus, that's crazy. Jesus. Uh, Porn porn makeup people deserve, like, Oscars. It's incredible what they're doing. And I don't say this to be mean, but it's like, if, if you look, if you saw any of these girls without their makeup on, you wouldn't even look twice. Like, I don't mean that in a shitty way, but you'd just be like, oh, yeah, she's like, if somebody was like, hey, I want to hook you up with this chick, you'd be like, is she cute? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's cute. I mean, you know, you're not yeah, going to fuck What we're back. looking at right there is, I mean, uh, is 180 degrees. Like, difference. Yeah, it's, 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 it's uncanny what they do with the makeup, man. It's crazy. Uh, there's a bunch crazy. of, there's a bunch of really shitty B movies on Amazon you can watch, like uh, Fire Twister. And they're all like knockoffs of like regular movies. And we watched this really, uh, I'm always fascinated with B movies that rely on special effects because that's the one thing they're clearly not going to have. <laughs> no money for. No money for it. So it's like, how shitty do they make it look? And in Fire Twister, uh, 
it was clear that the makeup artist was like a porn makeup artist. Oh, really? Everyone's like yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, Katie oh, was really? like, yeah, Katie was like, this is clearly porn makeup. And you look at like every girl had like maximum lip gloss on and like smoky eye. And they're just like, they're, they're uh, geologists. And you're like, that's, that's how a porn geologist would look. Uh, what's, odd about, what's odd about me is I tell you, I'd rather watch the porn, though, with the girls, the way they look without the makeup. And it's because on the SDR show podcast that I do, when we talk to the porn stars a lot, like it really is just or any documentary you watch, like it's just such a road to like sad shit or it's a road that comes from sad shit. Uh, and it's you know, what I mean, so it's like very difficult to watch because it's it, it, it's obviously like so faked and. And even if they're into it in the time, it's just, you know where it's headed. You know what I mean? Also, your brain's not fully formed until you're like 25 or 26. So, like, you're you're not making good decisions if your prefrontal yeah. cortex isn't formed yet. Like, maybe oh, yeah. you're... That Brie Olsen, Olsen girl said the whole time she was doing porn, she's like, no, well, eventually I want to be a school teacher. You're like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> like, that was always your plan? That's crazy. No, I like, think... You never I think get, like, student loans and just do that without yeah. sucking dicks. I think it's the uh, I think it's the latter of the two. Like I think I think there's obviously exceptions to every rule, but I think most of these people come from really. I think people they gravitate towards this life. A certain kind of life lived gravitates you towards this kind of work. You know what I mean? Like what happened to Bella Knox? What happened to remember Bella Knox? She was like the she was like news all over the country because that was the Duke student who like her first porn was like a violent like face fuck video. And then she went around like she went on like a press tour, like defending that. She's like, no, it's not real. Like those guys are acting, which I get. She said on Howard Stern and she was like, no, those guys were like before the scene. Like, look, it's going to we're, we're good guys. It's just like that's what this website what is. What a weird sell. What a weird sell before you face fuck a girl. And you're like, hey, listen, I just want to let you know I'm a good dude. I love going to the park with my family. Uh, I'm a little bit of a baker. I don't know if they told you that about me. Anyways, I am, uh, I'm going to try to put my asshole into your earlobes. So. Well, she had a weird whole thing going on at Duke when she got caught at Duke. And uh, and I just know that thing that, that Christina's probably said that she went to law school, but that was also from a couple of years ago. So I wonder where she's at now. We just interviewed on the SDR show uh, Kendra Sunderland, who's the girl who got kicked out of college for uh, like masturbating in the library. Casey Library Girl. Casey Library Girl, yeah, and she got, but but she's now full time, a porn and escort at this point. I mean, she makes like a killer money, and I guess it is what it is. But you know what I'm saying? It's like it's just like, but it's such a thing road, is, man. The thing is, I, and I really believe this. I think you were better off doing it in the '80s and '90s. I think you were better off when it was its own taboo industry and it was completely isolated from everything else because you knew going in. This is what it is, and this is what I'm in for. Now, everybody is like, no, oh, we're so progressive, and we're so open-minded, and we're so accepting. And it's like, dude, no. people are still going to judge this. They're, they're going to judge it. And having the this illusion or delusion, whatever you want to call it, that you're going to just skip out of this <laughs> into, like, you know, a, a job, you know, making wreaths in a grade school for children. It's like, no, you're not. You're just not, like – yeah, it's like, it's like it's like you being possible. like I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be in a street gang, but they're gonna let me out once they know that I want to be a painter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So how, <laughs> I mean, something happened to those women to have that kind of skewed sexual boundaries, though. Like normal chicks don't just. I'll tell you what. I, I, I've asked several times, and I mean, very with the exception, actually, Lisa Ann, when she did a, a Legion of Skanks podcast, she told us that. Uh, 
she did say like, that she had like a relatively. I don't think she said she had, there was much bad about growing up. She said, but she was, but it's obviously something, you know, puts us in this position where we're willing to do this. So she almost acknowledged, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm fucked up to some degree from something to do this because that Bella Knox girl that I was saying same thing when she was on Howard Stern was very like, no, nope, my parents are whatever, and my mom's like supportive. My dad's not that psyched about it, but it's it is what it is. And they always try to play off this thing, but I think when you get to at some point whether the therapy hits later or they're just not admitting something, it's like, yeah, there's gotta be something that makes you, cause I'm telling when you're selling it, like, I just know, like, I, I, I have never fucked a porn star, but I have to assume while the mechanics of it would be good. The, when you're done, I feel like as a guy, even when I was done with that, I think I would feel like I was used up in some way. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, like she wasn't totally present or into it. Full, you know what I mean? Like, how do they get like, I, I want to fuck because I really like this person and have a connection with. Her. I think you you have to lose that if you're just giving it away all the time. I went out with a I went on a date with a porn star once when I lived in L.A. and uh, I was like, I'm cool. Like she was friends with all my friends, and I was like, I'm cool. I'm I'm open minded. I can handle this. And uh, and we went out and everything was good. And then like somewhere along the date, she told me she had worked that day with a bunch of dudes, and uh, and I'm like, <laughs> cool, cool. What an easy way to get out of a what an easy way to get out of a date. Joe wonders why she was lying. She goes, "Oh, I worked with uh, I worked with animals today." He's like, "What's up?" (laughs) If you're if you're wondering why my blouse is very stuck to my back, it's because I wasn't able to reach and get it all off. So she told me she told me that during the filming she got a she had a tear she had a vaginal tear. Ah. And uh and I was just like I was just picturing the danger of. Having sex with somebody with a tear in your vagina, infected semen of some kind or whatever. And I was, and I just said to her eventually, I was like, I go, listen, I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I thought I could do this. I can't do it. I'm not, I can't, I can't, I'm never going to be with a girl. I, I can't be with a girl who can't take that dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Champion. Your pussy can't support that dick? Then forget it. <laughs> yeah. Your weakling pussy, your weakling little nerd pussy. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't handle it. <laughs> you need to get a vaginal tear. I feel like I've been pounding it out for a long time. No vaginal tears. No. <laughs> April, she, April oh. she thanked me. She thanked me. I thought she was going to get mad at me and be like, don't you fucking dare judge me. She was like, thank you for being really honest. Like, guys aren't honest with me, and they t- they act like they're cool with it, and then I get two months into dating them, and then they start yes. fucking freaking out. Yes. And they're then, I go and, then I go and rip a lip. And everyone's all up in arms. <laughs> I do. I feel really bad for girls. It was funny when April said that, like, their brains aren't developed yet. Yeah. Like, girls that were between the ages of 18 to, like, 24 over the last, I'd say, maybe five to seven years. I feel because it just became so accessible to get into both porn and prostitution. It became kind of normalized. With like the internet and just webcamming and all that, where it's like now you have yeah, all these stuff and everything. Yeah, now you have all these young girls that spent, you know, the the 2010s like whoring around, thinking that it was okay and everybody was going to be accept them. And it's just it just became so much easier to get into it than it ever was before. Christine's talking. Christine's talking to you from our webcam porn room, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we turn this mess. off. What's that, April? Life after porn do you ever see you want to watch a sad documentary 
watch Life After Corum and they hit 30 oh. and all of a sudden the realization that they've ruined their entire lives and they're like pushing sad kids on swings just realizing their whole yeah. town in Oklahoma yeah, they're, just, they're just on some no, some nondescripts some nondescript Scottsdale golf course just like yeah uh, <laughs> the saddest story in that the saddest the saddest story in that because there are like Asia Carrera is like this sucks I get all this judgment and I'm just trying to raise my kids and I don't even do it anymore whatever but the saddest story in all of it is Randy West? Remember that dude from the eighties? Guy, dude, that's my guy. He's the loudest comer on the block. Oh. Oh. He's, the, he's the only dude that's still that's still trying to own it. And there's a scene at the end where he's like, "All oh, these porn stars saying they have regrets. Man, I don't got no regrets. I fucked and it was awesome." <laughs> he just looks all you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I drive a I drive a '92 Corolla. I got a lot of pussy. <laughs> sure, sometimes I get feet tingles because I came too much. Yeah, I got an Italian horn necklace that goes into my chest pubes. Yeah, dude. I got a lot of white denim. <laughs> see, uh, you see the cracks opening up in that damn dude when you watch that documentary. You're like, I got a lot of neon-colored tank tops. There's also that one, uh, the amateur girls, where they're yeah. like willing to like it out for like a trip to Miami. <laughs> they don't know. They're 19, 18 year old girls being hot girls wanted. Yeah. Porn. What was it? Hot girls wanted. Hot yeah, girls yeah, wanted. Yeah. And that's the one. Yeah. And that's like where they get them. That's not even like giving you a promise of like your your big house or your fancy like L.A. apartment. This is like, hey, come live like share a room with three other girls in a gross Miami apartment. But the, but they get to live the nightlife. Like it's all limos and going out to clubs and getting dick and and doing drugs and then coming home and and making the porn videos. But the rest of the day, it's like, it's like gross. They're like in, in a you gross. See how it sounds fun. But you're but you're but you're home with like a gross guy who's like running the whole thing. It's just so yeah. weird. Yeah, it's like it's it's a skeezy skeezy uh business for sure, man. And yeah, he said Randy West, like the guys getting out of it. The guys always seem to have like uh. They always want to pump it. It's pretty good, and then it's just fucking terrible. How did, did you watch the Porndemic one? That was a uh, about. That was another guy. It was Mark Mark Wallace, who was a big like '80s porn oh, star. Yeah. He was the guy who used to have the ponytail for a long time. Uh-huh. In great shape, and it's they like all had a ponytail. Jay, they all had a ponytail. He had, he had the ponytail, but he, this guy was around yeah. for like like way back in the day. But he was also stayed in the business for like thirty some years. He was one of those guys, and then uh. When it, when they started like regularly testing for AIDS, the first time it came to him, and they were like, "Hey, so it's just a dumb thing we have to do now. We have to regularly test for AIDS." And he was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll go." And then like he didn't show up, and then they were like, "Hey, Mark, we just got to have you do that AIDS test." And he would just keep making movies. And he's like, "Oh yeah, shit, I forgot to go again." He knew, he knew. Yeah, he yeah. just didn't want to get tested and lose his fucking work. And then he just ran off. He st- he still denies it to this day. That's what what he was doing. But and then like they interview this documentary. It's like all the girls who he infected were like currently living their life with children they have and all this kind of stuff that he. But he gave AIDS to like a bunch of chicks. What a piece of shit, dude. The docu the documentary or when was the the actual out? Was he doling out? Yeah, when was he doling out AIDS? Just yeah, like a right Pez dispenser. Yeah. Both my grandparents died of AIDS. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Really? Really? Yeah. From what? Open what? heart surgery in the eighties before they were testing for blood and that oh, so they got... passed it to my grandmother. They still had sex. So, oh, I, so just, just using like blood wow. like blood bank blood. 
blood bank blood. They were buying like cheap blood off homeless people, oh, not testing. People forget that shit. Like the 80s before they, we, because we were looking back knowing all the things we know about AIDS and watching people even like live with it and beat it in some say, but like 80s, late 80s, they're like, we don't know. This thing's just fucking killing people. It's just dropping people. Here's the biggest bummer Mark Wallace. Yeah. yeah. Mark Wallace's real name is Mark Wallace Goldberg. He was a Jew. I didn't, it's, it's, I didn't expect you to do this. But it says that uh, it was in the 90s. No, yes. The I 1998 HIV outbreak. Yeah, I have it. I have it right here. He tested HIV positive in 98 after allegedly hiding his positive status for two years and infecting oh. at least four women. Um, and then, of course, those women, I, th- I think, went on to give it to other guys and stuff. But it's like uh, hiding it for two years, dude. That's cr- and just and it's fucking anyway, without condoms. Dude. That's not in, in, in '98. You knew, like you knew. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was fucking '84. Yeah, '88. Like, yeah. You would be like, yeah, I don't. know. We're kind of learning what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, this, like, you knew what it was. You knew what the fuck it was, and it's that sucks, man. Damn, what a dick. April. It's fucked up. That's yes. funny. She, not not yeah. funny, but he infected Trisha Devereaux. I'm reading here, and then Trisha Devereaux married Buttman John Stagliano. He has it too. <laughs> no, <laughs> not Buttman. But he yeah. didn't get it from her. They just found two. They, they just were like, oh, I, "Do the scientists, <laughs> the scientists linking everyone together? If they did a movie of this outbreak, and they're like, don't you understand? It went from Trixie Tush all the way to fucking Mark Stallion, and then Mark Stallion yeah. gave it to." How much of a porn fan I was in the 90s, though, I'll tell you, I, I believe I'm correct on this. You could fact check me. I think John Stagliano got it from going to Brazil and fucking trannies. That's what I heard, too. I heard that very story. It, it, it doesn't confirm that on his wiki page. No? But uh, <laughs> maybe we should jot it in. Yeah. Why don't you do an edit, Joe? Why don't you do the world a favor and do a quick edit? Now, is tranny one of the blue words? <laughs> <laughs> This has been a fun show. April Macy, it's so good to see you. It's been oh, so long. Oh, good to see you guys. Thank you for coming on the show, April. Uh, yeah, anytime. It's such anytime. a long time, Cub. We've talked about this. I want to talk to you so about much. the man, the dog, for so long. It was so <laughs> great to just get your perspective on that because we went through all the episodes. That, that was a whole theme of the bonfire for oh, like a year. There's like, many, like, there's like 13? Four, yeah, 13 or 14. It's it it is a wealth. I'm telling you, during this quarantine, you want to kill some fun time. Watch this guy tell his insanely made up crazy stories (laughs) while he fucking manhandles dogs. We we, one of our friends who's a dog lover has gotten upset watching these videos. Like I can't, I can't watch what he's doing. It's 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 insane. (laughs) Um, but you're fucking amazing, April. Thank you so much. Uh, Check out April Macy, everybody. Joe DeRosa, we love you. We'll catch you on the next episode. And uh, oh. Can I plug the uh, podcast real quick? Plug it. Well, everybody plug everything. Without, with, no, just for the pod. Without a country, Gas Digital. Now, go get it wherever you get your podcasts at Gas Digital and everywhere else. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. April, is there anything you want to pump? Sorry, we didn't get. I didn't get the email of the thing, but no, please. No, I have, I have, I have no work. <laughs> Thanks for rest of you guys. Put up uh, AprilMacy.com. I no <laughs> I'm, <fucked. laughs> I'm really fucked without comedy, guys. I got nothing. I got no fucking skills. You can check out Dan Soder's OnlyFans page where he irons clothes naked. Guys, uh, I'm going to start doing some light cam work, uh, mostly free. in the morning. AIDS free. Um, wood. We will, uh, we'll catch you guys next time right here on the bonfire. <laughs>